Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Scott Lang, you're an Avenger. But down here, you're out of your league. King can shatter timelines. Everything you call a life will end. And you're not getting out. I don't have to win. We both just have to lose. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf, and I have with me Classic Jake. Howdy, folks. And today we're doing a spoiler cast for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. As always, we'll talk about the 3D aspect first. So, Jake, how was the 3D for you? Meh. <laughs> how did you watch this movie? Uh, I saw this at a Regal in uh, 3D. You didn't watch it in the, the Regal premium format? Or, or no? Uh, there, there, the premium formats were not 3D. Ah, okay. Like, if I see it in IMAX, there was no 3D. If I wanted to see it in in um, a 40X, it was not in 3D. Alright. I watched in IMAX 3D, and in my review, which I don't think you've read yet, right? Oh, I have not read it yet, because I wanted to not be spoiled in my thoughts. Um, the best word I could uh, I put in the review was adequate. To me, it looked unfinished. I was stunned at how many times the far backgrounds were completely flat. Yep. There was no attempt of any depth whatsoever in yep. all this cloud, cloudiness in the um, quantum realm. Yep. And how many times the foreground looked like cardboard just yep. sticking. It was like it was half done. I wouldn't go that far as half done, but I definitely agree with you. And I, I said in my review, it's probably the worst 3D we've had from Marvel in like 10 years. Yeah, exactly. And, I would go back for, yeah, I mean, we'd have to go back to phase one. Oh, boy. Um, uh, there's so many times where I was like, this should be better. And um, this is the kind of movie where you want things, like, you expect it to be better. And, yeah, it's it just it's so flat. It's so unbelievably flat. About every ten minutes, because it, because it would start reading completely flat. And I'd have to readjust my eyes. That is not good. Um, I mean, it has its moments. Um, I did mention in the review. There's a couple of times where they're falling, and when they're falling down, you know, that's, you get good depth there, and it works. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple guns that pop out. Um, I mentioned that there's one critter or, or creature being, I don't know what the hell it is, but um, it tried to bite the characters, and like its mouth was like popping out and trying to bite you. Did you catch that? No, it was flat. Okay, maybe that was from my experience, but yeah, but my present. But you have to remember, Regal's not renowned for their presentation, and I live with Regal Monopoly. Um, but yeah, that was a scene right as they were trying to escape after they met Bill Murray. Uh, uh, Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And they had the. I don't know, everyone was attacking each other, and then they had this creature that tried to bite him, and then his, like, snap was popping out. Yeah. Um, and 
Yeah, there's a couple of times where they like look out into the vastness of the microverse or the 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 whatever um, quantum realm, and you're like, yeah, this should be really deep, and it's not. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also should be moving, and it, um, I mean, it wasn't. And uh, there's a couple of scenes where like they're walking around in the you know like a, a I don't know some kind of forest or something, or I guess that's a forest for that kind of scale, and. It had some layers of 3D, but it was like two or three, and mm-hmm. it really should have been like 10 or 12 because how dense of a kind of foliage there was there and how many things there were there. But it really felt like they just had the 3D for the stuff that was in front of the camera, and that was just a little bit it, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, like even in San Francisco, like when he's just walking, it's just like, okay, that's just okay. A couple layers of 3D, but not a lot. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know if you knew about this. I mentioned this in my review because I knew about this. Uh, this uses a new method, a newer method um, in how they film the movie. I don't know if you were aware of this. Called Stagecraft. Ah, the Mandalorian technique. Yes. So uh, they have, you know, these big video walls there, and that way that people can see what they're interacting with. And um, in theory, that works great for TV shows and other 2D stuff. But for a 3D movie, you just see a, you know, completely basic 3D. And if anything, it's just completely flat, like a painting almost. What they should have done for the stagecraft is the backgrounds. They should have had those converted. Yeah. In <laughs> no, they didn't need to use them in the stagecraft, but had them converted so when they insert them into the film, they would they would have the depth there. But they didn't. It looks like they just used whatever the stagecraft and just because it was the whole all the background, the very far backgrounds looked. And it made it look like this thing was filmed on a soundstage. Oh, yeah. Um, now, I didn't really have a problem, per se, with the CGI, I guess, in a way. It seemed fine, but it never felt real. Like, it felt like it was yeah. all fake. Yeah. And it kind of worked. It made it claustrophobic. It, it did make it feel like you are in a small environment. And, you, and, and it read that they were microscopic because of it. So, so in one way, yeah, it did work in its favor, but for 3D, it was really disappointing. And um, it just never felt like an organic or like this could exist. And I understand it's a sci-fi setting. It's okay. I could limit my, you know, my mind and be like, okay, sure, let's go with it. Uh, but this one, it just, it's, I guess the flatness in the 3D really kind of, this is fake. This is fake. This is fake. Yeah. And it was also pretty derivative, but I but that has nothing to do with the 3D. It reminds me a lot of uh, Strange World. Oh uh, yeah, and Star Wars, and Veggie Tales. And uh, it's a really dark movie. Um, so darkly lit and 3D don't work well. <laughs> yeah. Um, any specific spoilery scenes? Um, that you want to mention the 3D for? Nope. Because I don't really think that seeing this in 3D will uh, improve the experience. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess when you get to the first time you see Kang on screen um, and it's helping, um, what's her name? Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, Janet Van Dyke. You know, yeah. there's there is some decent separation there between the characters, and you know, but it, it's it's that, still. That is there is like this scene that they keep showing in the trailers, um, where they're flying on top of this thing. I don't know what the hell it is, and they're like going on the side, and it's like a reflection or something. And you would think this would have so much depth. Nope, not at all. And um. There's just, okay, uh, occasional gun here and there pops out, sure, but everything is dark. Like, it's, I, you know, I understand the quantum realm is, like, way, way too small to get sunlight, but it's just, it's all dark, but it's like, well, how do you it's, not... It's how, than a Wrinkle in Time's 3D. So, yeah, um... When I did my review, I hated it because it's been a long time. It's been a long time, Jake. But I had to give it week 3D, 2D recommended. Yep. We're on the same page. I hate I hate using that. It's been like a couple of years, I feel like, since we used it. <laughs> it seriously. Earned it. It's weak. It is a weak 3D presentation that is just barely there. And it's not horrible. I don't. I didn't get a headache. I didn't want to throw up or anything, but it, it definitely is weak. And it's like, okay, it, it just feels like it should be so much better, so much more depth, so much more pop yeah, out. Rather pissed because to see this in 3D, I had to uh, carpool, uh, and because it was, I had to make a, I had to make a trip. Pretty much, I mean, we had to go a, over a hundred mile round trip. Woo. Yeah, so I'm pissed. And I saw this shit at IMAX, and I'm still like, nope. <laughs> I didn't even have an IMAX 3D option. So yeah, I, I said that in my review. It's like, um, if you don't see this in IMAX, I imagine it's even worse of an experience. <laughs> and um, it's, it's funny. I mentioned this in my review, Jake, that I was like, okay. It's maybe the IMAX theater. Nope, IMAX was totally fine before this movie. I had no problems with any of the trailers. Everything looked bright and pretty. And pretty. It looked like an IMAX theater. Okay. What about my eyes? Well, I actually just went to the eye um, doctor this week. She said that I have basically 20-20 vision with a very, very minor um, astigmatism. But it's it's essentially 20-20 vision. Mm. So it's, it's not my eyes. It wasn't the theater. The movie. It just is weak. It's so weak and it's so flat and it, this kind of movie would be great to have all these things floating around in space and having, you know, these objects here and that over there just be different. It, it, it just, it's like space, you know, this microverse should have existed in that way where space looks so good in 3d because you could get the distances of stuff and really feel like you're there. And this made me feel like I wasn't there. Maybe feel like this is a fake place and, worried about the other Marvel movies, uh, these later movies at the end of, of Chapex Reign, what their 3D is going to look like. Yeah. Because this was obviously a cost-cutting thing, and it looked horrible. So, yeah, it, it's... 
I'm I'm surprised and sad because this really is the weakest we've seen in a long time. Uh, yeah, this is. I mean, we have to go to phase one for something that's this week. Um. So now the the trailer for Guardians three it looked fine. It looked good, maybe, but it didn't look it didn't wow me either. Yeah, yeah. The one that wowed me was Little Mermaid. Yeah, um, I, I liked it a lot. It's just bring that up. I want to have pretty... Oh. Yeah, because uh, the Russo brothers, who had awesome 3D in their movies, shoot dark, and but they managed to backlight and made it pop, so it looked great in 3D. Uh, these um, corals that were dark in the Little Mermaid uh, trailer, they popped. In fact, it was dumb showing that trailer before this because it just made Quantum look all the worse. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like it. Don't get me wrong. I do like it. I just, I want to see bright, beautiful color for, you know, I don't want to see this movie be super darkly lit, the whole movie. But the, the little bit I did see, I did like it a lot. So, yeah, um, there, it's just so flat and so basic. And it's just like, this is just like really this this should this is kind of a phase one kind of three D and we've seen so much better for such a long time. It's so hard to go see this. Of New Worlds, I was expecting a three legged dog to show up. Yeah. So yeah, you were in agreement then, week three D? Yep. Yeah. See this waste your money. If you got in a theater two D it it's not worth the money. If anything, you might like it more in 2D because you don't see how fake it looks. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. We're in agreement there. Um, let's get to the movie itself. So, Quantumania is the third Ant-Man movie and uh, I guess a very important movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it introduces us to Kang the Conqueror. And uh, the movie starts off pretty simply. Um, you get some narration from Paul Rudd about... I'm in a happy place in my life, and everything is good. And how can you not love Paul Rudd in this? He's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is also the first trilogy to have a director replaced, and then yet the first uh, one director finishes a trilogy uninterrupted. Yeah, um, and so they get sucked into the the the. the I think you keep saying microverse, but it's not. I mean. It's a quantum realm, and yeah. um, well, most everybody's calling it the microverse anyway. So it does. It, so people know what you're saying. Now we've heard about the quantum realm multiple times in multiple movies. So I was actually really excited to have a whole movie or vast yeah, majority of the movie set little, in here. Saw little intriguing tidbits of it that looked awesome. So to, to, so I was looking forward to a whole movie. Of uh, of the quantum realm, I was looking forward to it. Yep. But all I got was new worlds with yeah. a little Star Wars mixed in, and then a character straight out of Veggie Tales. You know, this reminded me a lot of the quote unquote classic Flash Gordon movie from 1980, but without the awesome soundtrack of Queen. Mm-hmm. Or the fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this movie was uh, a lot grimmer than it should have been. Um, so I guess that's the issue I have with this movie um, is that 
the tonal shifts here are just like, oh my god, seriously. You have super dark scene, and then a wacky fun comedy, and then super dark sad scene, then wacky fun comedy. It's like, oh, it's it's jarring. And the comedy undercut the drama instead of bracing you for it, and the comedy didn't land mostly. I mean, it had some good chuckles. Yeah. It had great performances. It had a lot of pacing issues, and but this, the 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 skeleton of the script was really good. There were a lot of great callbacks to stuff, mm-hmm. but the, all the stuff in between just didn't work. I mean, the bones of the script were solid. It's just all the filler. There was so much filler in this. It's like they were having to shove everything from all the other parts of a. Uh, this movie was obviously meant to start off being the early parts of phase four, not start off phase five. And so, you know, they get separated as you usually do in these kind of movies. I was happy there was ants um, that fell too, because I was worried that this would movie would not have ants. And I'm very, very happy that there was ants. <laughs> uh-huh. So it was, but the, uh, they didn't, t- was one of those Anthony? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. They, if they were going to do that much of a callback, they should have had Anthony show up. And I like that he gave them like little tech, and they're, they're learning how to use the tech on themselves. It's like, okay, cool, sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if all this, how this whole phase five ends, is the ants kick, uh, take, you know, they're the ones who kick Kang's ass. So, uh, you know, they get separated as per usual, and they have to find each other. And Cassie. You know, she's trying to do a good work and, you know, she keeps getting herself in trouble and going to jail. And, you know, oh, actually, it, it, you know, I really connected with Cassie and it's like, yeah. And they're, they're mentioning the blip. And I was like, yes, thank you for mentioning the blip finally after like so many other movies and TV shows uh-huh. that just yeah. barely scratch the surface of it. That's why this movie, you can tell this movie was intended to to be earlier in phase four because. That's one of the biggest problems Phase 4 had is it didn't mention, I mean, it just ignored so much stuff. And I imagine a lot of that was because of COVID and James Gunn getting fired and just a whole bunch of other, and and Bob Chapek and his cheapness, um, just a lot of crap. And and I think a lot of it hurt this movie. And um, so... You do see that um, Janet knows what's going on, and there's like a, a drone that is gonna like try to scan the area, and they're like, "She, we keep getting uh, hope. What's going on?" And I keep yeah. like saying the same thing: "What the hell is going on, movie? Tell me what's going uh, on." <laughs> I got tired of the. Uh, it seems the Captain dialogue at the first of this movie was like. Uh, Hurry, I, I can't explain to you right now. And I'm like going, bitch, please. That's all you're supposed to do is explain. You are, you're just dragging your feet out instead of propelling the story forward. It was so, that frustrated me to no end because like, give me more information, please. And they finally, finally do. And the only information you get is either exposition dumps. You get like one scene that is a flashback. But like so much, I have so many much, f- many follow ups. That's like it should not have explained it at all because I got more follow ups. And the, 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. so okay, 
Um, Janet's been outside of the of this universe for a couple years now, I suppose, right? Since Ant-Man. Well, oh, she got she got snapped. So I mean, <laughs> and and then the thing and the time how time works doesn't work in this movie because okay, we don't know how long they were down there, how long, you know, because we know that the time isn't equal. We know that. But this movie seemed to ignore that. Yeah. Um, I would have liked it if they would have come back up and you're like, where the hell are we? And what? And when are we? And then it pops up, you know, 2175 or something. And you're like, shit. <laughs> or they went down in 2020, came up in 2025. Sure, whatever. You know, I, I was expecting that. And they're like, okay, no. Okay, whatever. Um, okay. And then, of course, then you have Michelle Pfeiffer. How long was she down there? And uh, what? how young was she when she went down there? And I mean, a movie's got a movie, but when you change things around and you don't explain things, it just creates more questions, that the type of questions that need to be answered. So, yeah, she was down there since the 80s. So she's down there for 30 years until Ant-Man the Wasp when they got her out. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know how the hell she lived down there for that long. Um, and then I kind of mentioned this in my written review. It feels like this was a, a five season TV show that was crammed into a two hour movie. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, one, two seasons could be of Janet Van Dyne in the um, quantum realm and you understand what's going on and then you get introduction to Kang and then you get, um, you know, the Ant-Man movies could be another season. and uh, Like, I felt sorry for a lot of the people in my audience, the dozen, not counting me, there were probably a dozen people, uh, and my party, that, you know, the three of us. Because, th- obviously, they hadn't seen the other two Ant-Man movies. <laughs> and obviously, had not seen any of the TV shows. They were lost. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so Paul Rudd, um, Scott, and Cassie, they, they find each other, and um, he rescues them from a son, which is like, okay, I'm game. Sure, whatever the hell that happened, sure. I'm game for this weird stuff. I, I'm actually game. So I'm not the kind of person that, that's super conservative and like, it's too unrealistic. No, I love sci-fi. I love this kind of crazy shit. And I was like, I'm not into this. I like it, but I'm not into it. <laughs> and th- yeah. they get they get down and they're like, oh, all these creatures are there. And like, you have this laser guy, this guy that has a laser beam head, which is okay. Sure. Um, why not? I- I'm-, I'm going for it. <laughs> yeah. like, like the urban myth uh, siren head. And um, you see Cassie, and she was like, drink the ooze. And then they, they take him and don't give him an option to drink the ooze. And then he understands, which is like, okay, that's uh, convenient. Uh, <laughs> uh, because you need everybody to understand each other. Yeah. So that's an old trope. And that was kind of a unique way to handle that old trope. Yeah. Everybody can communicate with each other in sci-fi. Um, no Star Trek Universal Translators here. <laughs> or earpiece or whatever, or they shoot you in the arm and they you give they you know inject you with something that you can understand. 
this was a night nice, I will give him credit for that was a nice original idea um so we have all these different creatures I don't know what the hell how many but it seemed like a hundred or so people there um, yeah I like I was watching Kenner's line of Star Wars toys and um some of these creatures I was like okay they're, they're weird okay that's interesting and I was like a lot of these look like humans and um why just go if you're gonna go wild go wild don't have humanoid people have five-legged creatures or have three-legged creatures or you know i did like that some of the things there were that way but there is too many humans that you know the old star trek next you know yeah. trope of and slightly different human shapes you know this problem this movie had was no michael pena yeah michael pena was missed here uh-huh yeah i mean david Dalci was here but he was playing another character yeah the whole gang his all of scott's old friends they were really missed in this movie so um then we get a scene with janet and like in i guess a desert kind of thing and um she fights this guy and like breaks his arm but the arm reassembles and then they're like oh yeah we're friends and he was like what the hell is going on i was like yeah what the hell is going on yeah and just... <laughs> the type of stuff that's it didn't work in this movie. Um, and they have this thing that they fly, which I don't know what the hell it is. It's just this. It looks like a stingray, but not a stingray. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they fly around, and they they're able to find um, Cassie and um, Scott, and they're like, "Oh, you gotta come together with me at this bar, and then we're gonna talk, and then we're gonna talk to this guy. He's gonna tell us what's going on." And I was like, okay. And that's when Bill Murray comes, and they're like, oh, yeah, we've had a history together. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> I actually did like um, Hank as, like, what kind of history? <laughs> I, was th I was thinking the same thing. I was like, well, I was down here for yeah. a long time. And I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah that was hilarious. And, uh, and I also liked what he did to Bill Murray. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're trying to make him eat these uh, I mean, because there's a lot of people that are real critical now of eating octopus and um, and cuttlefish because of their intelligence. Yeah. So that was hilarious when he enlarges one and throws Bill Murray into it. Yeah. How many of these pin particles do they have just like in discs ready to be thrown away? It, to people, they just have like a hundred of them. Like we're going to have a hundred of them. Thousands of, I mean, what, does he, does he have like, well, and now that Scott is like this big mega star, I imagine he's got money. So they probably they should have had the the pin particle. Of course, Hope's well, well, Hope's got this company and turned it into a big deal. So yeah, they probably have the the country of China doing nothing but making pin particles for him now. I do like that. I like it, but it's also super convenient that they have their suits. Like they just tap their chest and boop, they're in their suits. Okay. <laughs> oh, so yeah, they're wearing their suits all the time. I was ex halfway expecting Hank Pym. Oh, yeah, I wore my suit, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, might as well just give them a ring and put, <laughs> like, the flash. Yeah. Um, and the helmet, too, is part of it. It's like, okay, I can understand the suit yeah. being. I mean, I know we're ragging on this movie really hard, but I have to say that uh, Michael Douglas 
they gave him a lot to do in this movie, and he must have been having a blast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Hank. Yeah, Hank Pym got his due in this movie. I mean, like the third of the, uh, for a third of the movie, he was just out of it. But whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but when he was there, but he was active. I mean, he was flying the ship and stuff. But... So, uh, yeah, they explained that they used to be freedom fighters or something. And, you know, he's now a sellout or something. And he's like, oh, you got to eat these things. And I like that Hank Pym was like, what kind of things do we have here to get drunk? Um, I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. And then I actually liked that. He was like, oh, sh- holy shit, that guy looks like broccoli. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, would act, I would act that way too. Yeah, veggie tails. Which now we have the traders. Being at Star Wars, because my audience, somebody was going, People were laughing because that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm totally fine with them having a quantum realm and all these creatures and weird things. Sure, go for it. I I just thought to myself, uh, we need to come up with a with a more varied language for science fiction movies because it's getting everything's they're making everything look like Star Wars and now this movie. Strange worlds. We need a more, which is like old pulp stuff. We need a, we need to expand uh, the language of a sci-fi. Well, pulp is a good way that that's why I. This is like a pulp cereal. This is just like Buck Rogers and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, to, yeah. To a point, it's not as wacky as it should be, but it's not. But it still has the yeah. bad guy, the conqueror. If they were trying to be Thor Ragnarok. They failed. So, uh, yeah, Bill, Mur- Bill Murray explained some stuff, but I was like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't care, really, at this point. I was pretty much checking out of this movie. And then they finally explained Kang and Janet. I was like, okay, cool. And that they, they, they were together, and then, they, you know, he saved her life, and then he has this chair and this machine, and they're going to, you know, get back. And I liked, it was a kind of a cop-out, but I did dig that, you know, she's able to get the turn on the machine, and then once the machine turned on, she got to see all the horrible things that he's done. And I like that she was like, "I'm going to destroy this." Yeah, damn it, damn right you will. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the Kang stuff worked. Yeah, uh, the problem is there wasn't enough of it. Yeah, I, I you got to give credit to though. I, I love uh, uh, I, Jonathan Majors. Would have served if they had used some of the footage from Loki in this movie to further flesh out Kang because I think my audience would have been a lot less confused if they had if they had seen Loki or that footage was made or some of that footage was made available in this movie and he's scary I, I like that he has uh, um, like these psychic powers or whatever and he could um, he they made him pretty scary and I liked it Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's probably the best character in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John and Jonathan Majors. You know, he brought his A game. Yeah. Which and, always does. I mean, I've loved him since Hostels. I mean, this guy's amazing. And the Quantum Realm is itself a character, and it, sadly, this is a really bad character, <laughs> underdeveloped and not explained at all. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It was and waiting all this time. 
Yeah, um, it has some interesting, diverse, unique environments, and these creatures that are like, okay, sure, I'm game, but like, why is there probability storms? What the hell is going on there? Okay. <laughs> yeah, and why is it called a probability storm? Why is there more of this kind of crazy shit? <laughs> yeah. You know, they talk about the rules of physics don't work when you go down there. Okay, tell me more about that. Show me more about that. Nope. Hey, and, and then, but then why does gravity work? I mean, obvious question. How the hell do they breathe if they're smaller than oxygen bubbles? <laughs> yeah. But whatever. You know, yeah, you let that one go. But still, it's just like, okay, there, there's so much questions here. And they give me, a, you know, okay, so she just, she got these. She had on her person these mind, uh, small, you know, things to shrink it. How much smaller can they get? <laughs> yeah. Because they do shrink and become super small in this uh, already micro universe. But it's like, is there like a cap in this yeah. movie? And we find out the, the ants even got smaller and built their own their own universe inside this universe. <laughs> have their own civilization and then king was like okay um you're gonna help me and i actually do like that um scott said no i'm not gonna help you you're the bad guy and i was like yes good that's how he should act you know yeah i mean there were parts of this i really liked and then um he was talked about how he could have uh kill her uh kill cassie and then make him see it over and over again Yes, that would that is a very cool thing. You needed to show that at least once, though. Uh huh. Exactly. It was he needed to. There needed to be a demonstration. Yeah, and um, they don't necessarily have to show him rip apart, you know, rip her head off or something. But they could do like a shadow or something, and you could get the message, and you could get the message without seeing it, and then you know, do the time warp like, um, you know, Doctor Strange. Down there. That Scott just met and then repeated it, and Scott would have got the message. Or he could have used one of those, I don't know, robot, drone, clone, I don't know if they're robots or humans or what the hell they are, um, with the blue heads. Yeah. He could have just got one of those and, like, ripped him to shreds and see how, it, you know, his power. That would have been acceptable because they destroy those things left and right. They're pretty easy to kill. <laughs> Yeah, and you don't really care if they're killing them, if the characters are killing them, because they're so basic. And you're like, okay, they're just minions. And yeah, he should have done that to a minion. Then maybe, maybe Cassie, maybe you know, minion. I don't know. And it's like, okay, I need you to go down here and shrink small, and go down there and go in the probability storm, and then make the the power source small, so then we can put it into the machine. It's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, fix the MacGuffin so we can put it in the other MacGuffin. And I was like, so he's supposed to be from the future, right? Yeah. Um, now, I got to give credit to Hank Pym for being brilliant and inventing this technology. But I would think in the future, someone else would make this technology, too. <laughs> yeah. And or, you know, it would be reverse engineered or, or you know. Or that from... The, such a far enough in the future that this, his technology looks like magic, he would have other technology. Yep, that's that's what I was kind of getting at. Why the hell does he need uh, Ant Man at all? 
Does, does, should he have technology to be able to do that and not, you know, have to go in there? I, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and there's so many other people down there. There's got to be somebody who could do something because it looks like people do come and go in this realm. And we do get introduction to Modoc, which hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean the 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 CG looked terrible. But, but it made sense. Modoc and seeing Corey Stahl again, that was awesome. And I just love the whole thing with him and Cassie. Yeah. Um and explaining that that it wasn't just someone that lived there. No, don't be a dick. Yeah, that's great advice for life. <laughs> uh, no, but the thing is, I think that her, the way she acted, she treated him better than Kang did. Yeah. And Kang was abusive towards him, and I think he just saw that he was on the wrong team, and he was on the wrong side. I mean, they should have developed it a little more, but I, it worked well enough. I liked how they explained it, though. They explained his origin and that, you know, he kept... Uh, yeah, him. I mean, yeah. this is like MODOK in the comics, but, which is, if you want to see MODOK in the comics, there's a great Hulu show, you know, voiced by Patton Oswalt. I wouldn't call that show great, but I do like it. It's good. It's funny. It's yeah. really funny. Yeah, it's funny. It, it's and good. Pat is perfect as MODOK. But Corey Stahl was great as uh, Yellow Jacket turned into... Uh, Modoc, and I, and that, and the first question I asked when I saw Modoc is, okay, he warped going into the. Why didn't anybody else transform going into the uh, quantum realm? Okay, well, I th I think that was because of the fight he had in Ant Man One, and that they messed up the thing, and that's why it it, it broke because that's why it happened because it messed up the suit got all broken uh, because of the fight. Uh, and with them spending so much time in the quantum realm, are they going to develop powers like uh, Janet Van Dyne? Or powers like Ghost, which is completely not yeah. in this movie. <laughs> her, or, I mean, it's, it's like the first two Ant-Man movies barely happened. They just mentioned ants and a couple other things. But, I mean, like I said, Michael Pena was so missed in this movie. Oh, and Modoc being, uh, you know... The killing is part of the the acronym, which I appreciate that he they recognized that as an acronym. Uh, yeah. He doesn't he doesn't kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, he does a actually pretty bad job at killing Cassie when he she should be able to. <laughs> yeah. So we get this whole scene in the probability storm with him like cloning himself or not. We're not sure what the hell is really going on, and then eventually we're you know we get the wasp coming in and. Um, this was really confusing, but fun, but weird, but fun. Yeah, I also thought it was interesting that Modoc was the only person to comment on Hope's new haircut. Oh yeah, it's like, oh yeah, you got a haircut. Yeah, I, I kind of like wonder. Like, so she's like helping the homeless in this timeline with the the prim particles. It's like, so how does that work exactly? Do they like? you know, blow up Lego houses and that way, bada boom, bada boom, you have a house made of Legos that costs a dollar, you know, instead of having, yeah. you know... Uh, you can throw food into extreme... Take a little bit of food and make it humongous. Yeah. You know, really have a Big Mac. <laughs> yeah. 
I have a Big Mac that serves, you know, that serves 20. Or 200. Yeah. So I want to know more about how this company works because there's a lot of interesting questions. She should be like the richest person in the world. <laughs> yeah, well, that she might be. We don't know. They just kind of hinted that they're now considered heroes because of the blip and all that. Yeah. We, and then the, that should have been at the beginning of uh, phase four, not starting phase five. I do really like him reading his book and like the kids looking up to him. Oh, that was so sweet and cute. Yeah, that was cute. So that I'm going to buy the book that they're offering for sale. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I wonder if they, someone did write that whole book or they're like, nah, I don't have time for this. I don't know. There is a book being sold. I don't know what's in it. Don't care. Uh, I'm not, I don't have the money to spend on little things like that right now. Then I probably would spend it on some other little thing that's the more of interest to me. So uh, the wasp helps comes back in the nick of time and um, helps um, him get the I got sphere. Uh, I don't know the light sphere, whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the MacGuffin. And then they fight him and they lose bad. And I was like, okay, this is really menacing and. Um, you know, it's like, oh, you had a deal. And it's like, yeah, you had a deal. And it's like, yeah, he just had no reason to, to go back to that deal because he has what he needs. And like, I like that they'd mentioned that as a movie, you know, other movies would do that and be like, hey, come on, you know. Well, yeah, bad guy, duh. <laughs> and she's like, all right, let's start the machine. And then that whole thing is like, oh my God, the start the machine uh, a trope where it takes like an hour to start a machine. It's like, just stop. <laughs> and they have enough time to do everything they need to do to stop them. Yeah, yeah what? Is everybody using Windows 95? <laughs> <laughs> you would think the future tech would be so good that, okay, it's instant, let's go. You know? Um, so they're, they're have to, they go back to um, his town or whatever, and Cassie, you know, is like, all right. He has a speech, and then Cassie somehow hacks it, which is like <sighs> another trope. And it's like, this should be future tech. It, it, it should be like a caveman playing with the iPhone. He's not going to know what's going on. <laughs> so, okay, fine. She hacks it in. She helps these other people escape their prison. Um, and it's all simple as hell. You know, you basically smash the, the key thing and... Uh, they open up, okay, and we're all on the same side. All right, revolution, cool, I guess, sure. I, I did really appreciate at the beginning, though, when he said, like, this is not our fight. We don't know what's going on. And it's like, yeah, exactly. You don't know what the hell is going on. Maybe Kang made things better. I don't know. <laughs> you never show me how things were before. So I don't know if there's a contrast. Maybe he does bring order into the chaos. I don't know. I don't know how these creatures live. You know, th- is did they all farm on their own, or there's so? How does this work? How does this universe work? We don't know. <laughs> mhm. And then you know the whole action set piece where um, they're fighting and they get there, and then he turns big, um, Ant Man turns huge in retrospect, and the I in this world, but then he gets super small, and then he just like is smashing things, and it's like really. All this future technology, you just smash it. That's all you have to do. Just smash it. And that's it. Come on. Come on, man. Do you think that we're that stupid? 
<laughs> well, it was cool seeing ja- Giant Man in stature. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool when they were discussing about the effects and how their hungers would have been nice to have um, that be a callback instead of an introduction. Because that uh, I, when I, when they said that, I was like, "Going, God damn it, that is something they should have established in an Ant Man movie already about when he grows." Well, they did. Um, after he had a fight or whatever in Captain America: Civil War, he did ask, "Oh, you know, do you want? Uh, they want to have orange slices?" And then she, she was like, "Oh, citrus. Yeah, I'm really craving citrus right now." So that was a callback to that. Okay. So I, I missed that. Very good. So I may actually, like I said, the bone, there was a lot of what I call, um, you know, Chekhov's guns in this, that they would introduce something and then pay it off. So that was one. Oh, and then uh, that, I don't know, blob creature that was like, oh, six holes and seven holes. And the then. Gag that works for me because they, they, they set it up, they paid it off. It was a little cheeky, and you know, it was in the PG-13 realm, because this is a PG-13 movie, and it was hilarious when he got shot up and was happy that he had holes. Yeah, that was great. That was a great scene. And, like, that laser head guy, why wasn't he just doing that laser beam the whole time? <laughs> yeah, it didn't explain why he couldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, is he at the charge again? Is he at the, re- you know... Uh, is it something that it's like a battery and you have to recharge it after a while? It gets tired. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I guess they gave some of these character names, but I don't know them. If they were, they said it like once. Uh-huh. And I was like, <laughs> this one of the beings that was in um, the first Thor movie. I mean, I was like, didn't know, didn't need to know really, but he was just uh, a red shirt more or less. And then, they're like, okay, all these revolution are going through these bridges and going to the main capital, whatever, of Kang's world or whatever. And um, he was like, oh, what's the password to get the bridge? And then he, re- he uses his telepathy to do it. And I was like, wait, are these robots or are these people? What the hell is inside these blue guy head things? I don't know. I thought they were robots, but then he can't. How, is he able to read robot heads, brains? I don't know. Yeah, don't know how it works. But at this point, I really didn't care. And then they keep going on so many bridges. And my wife was like, how many damn bridges are there? I was like, I know, right? I I was like joking with a friend of mine. I said, there were more bridges there than even in Portland. And they started laughing. Because it's like they destroy a bridge. They go past the next bridge. They go to the next bridge. And it's like, there's like 20 bridges in this damn place. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. It's like being in Portland. And I did like that Modoc came back around and kind of helped him. And um, I was like, okay, he, he has the technology to kind of help fight yeah. him. Okay. He's like, I am Darren and I am not a dick. Yeah, I like that. And I, I liked that Ant-Man, he was like, oh, you're a brother to me. And that man's like, um, sure. Yeah, he's dying. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to. Uh, I I'd say here, Modoc was an Avenger. Yeah, um, I was like, when I saw Modak the first time, I was like, why do they have that little uh, thing on his chest that looks like a heartbeat? And I was like, oh, I know why. And then when he died and they went to zero, I was like, okay. (laughs) We didn't know he died. Yeah, um, 
And then, you know, out of nowhere, Hank, uh, Hank Pym comes in with all the super ants. And he was like, oh, yeah, the ants were here the whole time. And he was talking to me. I was like, sure, okay, sure, thank well, you. Well, the thing where he kept, he, where he touched his earpiece because it was a weird sound. Yeah. And they should have done it at least one more time. Yeah. Because remember, there were several scenes in here where they had to explain stuff that they only glossed over once. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I, I, I guess. I, yeah, that sounds familiar. Sure. And then all these robots or all these ants are super technology advanced. And they're like, somehow, somehow when they were falling down, they've able to learn or live or they're able to make a society and use the technology and have several they, uh, have anything that time differential because who knows how long time has actually been for these ants so they became the super advanced society i was like okay sure they have like some tech armor on them sure but okay, whatever. And then I actually did like, he's like, oh, they have some really cool ideas about government. And, you know, no socialism is a charged word. I was like, hell yeah. And I was like, you know, with insects, I can see how that would work for insects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that got a laugh in my theater about socialism is a charged word. <laughs> they laugh. And then the ants come by and they all go after Kang. And I was like, okay, cool. The ants are going to rip them to shreds. Awesome. They have their talons, and they're going to have their super advanced technology, too. And that that, that takes care of Kang, right? Nope. Nope, of course not. I was like, bullshit. <laughs> what, the, what the hell did they do to him? Because he comes back a few minutes later. Yeah. So, okay. So then they're like, okay, we're going to um, – looks like Kang's done. We got Cassie back. Everyone's back. Okay. Let's uh let's try to figure out a way to get out of here. And like, all right, and we'll make these portal things. And I'm like, all right, we'll jump back in. And then they were slow walking it. And I was like, oh, God, I know what they're doing. They're slow walking yeah, this. The portal trope. <laughs> one of them is not going to survive or one of them is going to stay back. And then. At least they didn't cut somebody in half in the portal. Yeah, and then it's Ant Man and Kang's there, and he's like, "Oh, you, you know, you do see that he messed up his arm or whatever, so he couldn't use the telepathy, I guess." Um, but they never explained that specifically. They just saw that some of his tech was broken. Yeah, but you just saw him kicking Ant Man's ass and just beating him up and like um, destroying the Ant Man head, uh, the, the the head, but the helmet, helmet, and you're like, okay. Ant-Man's going to die here, and um, Cassie's going to see it and be inspired, and okay. And that's how you really do a menacing thing. Oh, I guess, but the portal is still open, so can't they come back and help him? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, they finally remember that after, like, ten minutes. And, you know, <laughs> um, the Wasp comes back, which she was in the movie, but barely, like, five minutes in the movie. <laughs> and having second billing, of course. And she's like, okay, we're going to help. And then the portal dies. And then they use the thing to, I don't know, make it explode and make him shrink or something. So it looks like he's dead. I don't know what the hell's going on there. But okay. Well, a Kang's going to Kang. So it, it's, it wasn't like there's was a whole lot of stakes because we know there's a zillion Kangs. And they're like, oh, the portal closed. Okay, they're going to be trapped down here. That kind of sucks. But okay, 
Well, you knew they weren't going to because er, because the whole reason the movie movied is because Cassie opened a portal. So, and then Cassie opens up the portal again, and it's like, oh, yeah, okay. So, there's none of the characters die? Because I was legitimately thinking that Ant-Man was going to die, or the Wasp, or both, or Hank, or... Uh, yeah. I mean, there weren't really any stakes. This was more of a... We're, we've got this bear, we've got this decent skeleton of a movie, but we got to shove in everything from Phase Four that we didn't do because of uh, COVID. And they're like, okay, Revolution. You know, they finally get to the, um, I guess, the main hub. I don't know. Uh, the, and everyone is like excited, and it's like, okay, cool. And but you know some people died. The head exp- head laser beam thing guy died. It's like oh that sucks. But like that blob guy, I guess he's still alive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So we're like okay, well you know what? I don't really care. Whatever. Um, and <laughs> not like they were like very well developed characters. Yeah, you don't you know I don't know how they were before King. I don't know how they're gonna do after King. But sure, whatever you know. That's pretty much red shirts. Yeah, uh, you know, or weird shirts, I guess, because, um, yeah, the different models and stuff. And, okay, this one looks savage. Okay, sure, this one looks primitive. I don't know. what She looks so human, though, but whatever. You know, I don't understand this. You know, were these were these other people shrunk, too? Or are they actually, you know, microscopic in their, you know, do they know about the big world? Or is it that completely a different concept to them? Did they fall into this world? For various reasons, or or were or did they evolve in this world? Yeah, I I want to know that, and then we don't have no idea. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, well, you know, in fairness, if they did evolve in this world, and you know, they probably wouldn't know about Earth, and just like how you know we're in one planet and in a solar system in a galaxy, we don't know what's happening five galaxies away from us <laughs> in the universe. That scale becomes so big, you know? So it's like, okay, I guess to that degree, I could let that pass, you know? Maybe they don't know. I don't know. This was missing. I expect a giant elephant with big ears to, like, look at him and, and hear somebody go, Horton, Horton. So, um, okay. They go back, and they're like, okay, we're all good. Yeah, we're all good. Yay. And um, you get some narration, and it's like, okay, this is kind of ending. And there was a couple endings in this movie, and it drove me crazy. Because it's like, okay, um, the first ending with um, the ants going after Kang. Okay, sure. Um, And then ending number two when, okay, Kang is in the the thing. And then ending number three, okay, now we don't know what to do. We kind of run out of gas, but we're kind of wrapping up the story. And it's like, okay. And then the final ending, which was, oh, the cake. And I was like, wait, is something wrong with the cake? What's going on there? And my wife was like, oh. Uh, I mean, yeah, the guy, he said he hadn't made a cake since 97. But it, obviously this cake couldn't have been made in 97 because it's ants. So it's a new cake. So why is it tasting awful? It was just a weird way to yeah, end the movie. It wasn't funny. It just made no sense. I was like, wait, is there something else happening in this cake that's making them kind of, you know, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I also want to know where Brad Garrett was. That's another character that was missing. And like, uh, Scott's ex-wife, are they back together again? 
I didn't think they were because he's with Hope. So what's going on there? Why wasn't he? He should have been at the at the celebration. I, I do like that he was self-aware and like no one knew what happened. You know, we, everyone's living their life and no one knows what happened that saved the you know microverse or whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, I like that. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, so it's like, all right, I guess maybe something happened to the cake or maybe there's like something surprising that, you know, just cut away gag or something. I don't or know. Did, did something, or did this, the quantum, being in the quantum realm change his taste buds? Or did some kind That's of character... Would have been nice. It, it wasn't funny. It was just a what the hell. It didn't have any payoff. Didn't pay anything off and it didn't make sense. Now, it, it had two post credit scenes, and both of these were doozies. They're like, okay, yeah. good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, the first one was with the Council of Kings. Yeah, and they're in an arena. And we got to see, yeah, a whole bunch of characters. Uh, Kang is a retcon in comics. There were lots of uh, villains that were one-offs that got reconned into being, uh, or retconned. Into being Kang, like Ramen, like the Egyptian guy, Ramen 2, and oh god, the other one, the Sentinel, the comic Scarlet Sentinel, but I imagine yeah. Palm Sentinel. Um, and there's so many different versions of Kang, and some are good guys, and some are bad guys. Yeah, Kang, yeah, Kang's an interesting character. And they're like, okay. Now we know for a fact that he's gone, and now we got to take care of things. And it's like, okay, how do they know he's gone? Um, do they have, like, monitoring him or something? And, okay, what are they going to do? I well, don't know. It was He was imprisoned in the quantum realm, so. Yeah. So, so okay. So I get, but he could have also shrank to a much smaller size. We'll find out, I'm sure, if he's gone. So, Okay. That Kang could protect us from the other Kangs. What are the other Kangs going to do? Uh, <laughs> what? Okay, sure. Okay, that's comic book, Kangs, sure, whatever. And then we get all the way at the post-credits. And then you see uh, jo- uh, the same guy, uh, Jonathan. Um, and he's like in 1980s, or not 1980s, 1800s. Yeah, and the- timely. Uh, yeah, snake oil salesman. And then, and uh, my audience, they were like going, "What the hell is Loki doing in this?" They had <laughs> idea. Yeah, and um, <laughs> it's like, who? Why is Loki with that celebrity? <laughs> yeah, I thought Loki was dead, and people started laughing because a few people had seen the net of uh, the Disney Plus show. But most, like I said, most of the audience, I was, they were lost about a lot of this stuff. So, yeah, they're like, why is Owen whistling in this? <laughs> I thought Loki was dead. And like, okay. But like, and Loki, the the series ends with Kang being like the statue in that place. of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for Owen Wilson, Morbius, that character should already know about Kang and... For him, they should be okay with Kang or, or understand it. So, but no, uh, Victor Timely. So I guess it's a, a a way to get to season two of Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks like because we got to remember one of the um um in in scenes in Ant, in one of the Ant Man movies was uh from Civil War. 
So it looks like they just did the same thing, but used uh, Loki season two. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and Victor Timely is an interesting character. Some people, some people think he's been hit. He's the first Kang, mm. or, or or could be the first Kang in the MCU, um, because they're not following exactly the comics, which doesn't bother me at all because. So far, almost everything they've done with Kang has been more interesting than the comics anyway. Yeah, and then the movie's got to do their own thing. They can't exactly copy and paste. Because be Well, born. the thing is, you, you can't because uh, Hank is in the comics. Hank Pym created Ultron, not uh, Tony Stark. And there's lots of other little things like that. Okay, so let's kind of just wrap up here and try to, I guess, get like a overall thoughts... Um, so, like I said, I, I think I said, I don't know, uh, brain's confused. I give it a 6 out of 10, I think you said you gave it a 6 as well, right? I mean, I, I mean, yeah, my 6 is a roundup, but I imagine yours is too, I mean, I mean, the, the, I mean, the basic bones of this movie were really good. I mean, they set things up and had them pay off, mostly. Uh, you know, they had, you know, check off. You know, the trip Chekhov's gun, you know, you introduce a gun in the first act, it's got to go off by the third. Yeah. Um, it, it just thinking about like what you said, uh, that we're just kind of in sync in that, you know, I was going back and forth between a five and a six. And I was like, you know, the thing is, I like it more than I don't. And mm-hmm. yeah. if I, so that mm-hmm. pushes I, it over I, to six. Yeah. If I didn't think it was worth, if I didn't think it was worth seeing at all, I probably would have given it a, a four or or lower. But I, I thought it was worth seeing. I thought there were some great performances in it. Uh, I didn't think there were any what I'd call bad performances. Uh, I thought six was was warranted. Yeah, and the three D, I. I I felt bad. I really did feel bad writing that down. I was like, I have to give it weak because if I don't give this weak, then what the hell is weak? Because <laughs> if this is good, then the bar is too low. Yeah, I mean, to me, it looked like incomplete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it frustrated me. I was like, damn it. I, I, <sighs> one of the things I mentioned in my written review, I was like, I'll, I'll link it to you so you could read it. But, um, it's like I, I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied in my mind of how it, the story went through. You know, so it's just frustrating because like I have more follow-up questions. How do you live here 30 years? What do you eat while you're down here? You know, is there water down here? How does that work? Yeah. Does she? I, so yeah, these little creatures. Okay. Um, all two of them look humanoid. Too many of them look humanoid. They all should look weird. Mm-hmm. And if that means yeah. you have less pe- creatures, sure, fine. You don't need to have a hundred extras. You could have thirty. You know. Yeah. Just be creative. If you, can, you know. So. And the exposition dumps were just like, come on. I did like um, how we like. Well, how do I don't know how to fly this damn thing? And like, we'll just put your arms in it. And I was like, well, what? So yeah, I, I, I dig that. That was funny. That was good. Yeah. And I'd, I'd like that 
there's some of those self-aware stuff that I, I do appreciate that I don't think people are really appreciating that much in Marvel. Yeah. Or... And there were some nice little touches, like when 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 Hank Pym says that he read Scott's book every damn word of it. Yeah. So. But yeah, okay, I was like, okay. It was interesting that they mentioned the homelessness, and it's like, damn, that wouldn't. That one really hits hard. Right now, there's a lot of problems. With yeah, especially in San Francisco. Bad. Yeah. I was like, huh. And I was like, well, how do they fix that? Yeah, I don't know how they fix that. How do they? How does making things bigger and smaller change the the that that seems like it would change everything? You know, obviously we have the the line from Honey I Shrunk the Kids that's going to reinvent, you know, completely change moving, which is like hell yeah it would. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Exactly. You could set up uh, a homeless city in hours instead of months. You could make something, a model, you could have a model makers make a whole bunch of houses and then you just enlarge them. Yeah, or you could just get a twig and then enlarge that and there you go, you have a wood. You don't have to chop down a whole tree. Yeah, exactly. You can just prune a tree and just enlarge the wood. Boom. (laughs) <laughs> there you go you can make your house like that and um you know i don't know if, yeah so there's it's like so many or of those follow up miniature or you can make miniature bricks and use the, the clay of one brick uh you can make hundreds of little bricks that enlarge them and then bingo yeah i mean it would completely ruin the economy of some places <laughs> yeah or you can just enlarge dollhouses you know the the whole granite for your stovetop shit. If you want to need a little crumb of that, <laughs> make that bigger. Yeah, exactly. Well, why would you pay a thousand dollars to regranite your tabletop? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you can like take gold and you can enlarge it and take your your two hundred dollar nugget and and you and you're a billionaire. Yeah, that that economy that that's interesting. That's a good idea. Yeah, boom. Mm-hmm. This uh diamond. Boom! I just made up a. I just caused the entire diamond market to crash. <laughs> yeah, just crash. No more blood diamonds. Bam. And oil, you know that one, you know that barrel you of oil into the supplies of oil. Yeah, that one barrel now is a hundred feet tall, and bada bing, bada boom. You don't need to have. Um, yeah, you don't need to drill that much oil. Yep. So. It's interesting, but there's follow-up questions that you know you know you're never going to get the answer to. <laughs> yeah, you can catch one fish and then enlarge it big enough to fill feed a whole city. Yeah, and I, I mean, I totally makes sense that there's homeless problems after the blip because people maybe had a home or maybe had an apartment and then and they were gone and somebody else is in it. Yeah, and it's like not their fault. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, they didn't have to be blipped. So, I still wish they would have like a show or something that they really go into what happened in that time because they're they're, they're they're moving on to Kang, which I get. I know but... they uh, mentioned some of it. I mean, there was a little bit of it in um, in uh, Captain America and the Winter um, Soldier show. No, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, but not. But the thing is, we haven't had any other real reference to. And there was one little scene in um, Black Widow when we got to see, you know, Blonde Widow. Or what? 
the blip was like for her. Yeah, and that was and really cool. A, a, yeah, no, but we needed more of that, and we needed it reinforced. There really should have been some Marvel one-shots dealing with the blip. Yeah, I mean, I love my I, I, the idea I have of having a, a nature documentary and just having it be about the blip and what happened in those five years in nature. Mm-hmm. That could be fascinating. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, like an Attenborough-type documentary about how the blip yep. affected them. And you, you already have that. I think doesn't Disney Plus own Nat Geo or something, right? I don't know, but it, it wouldn't the, Nat Geo does not own the nature documentary. Anybody can make one. Yeah, yeah. But as I'm saying, they, they have the crew that they could make those movies or yeah, shows. exactly. And yeah, that would yeah, yeah. Mm. it could be really interesting and fun and you know yeah, but they're moving on to Kang and timelines and everything and mm. I'm a little bit thinking that it might be good. Uh, this is not going to let them, but it might be good to after the second Avengers movie, you know, when they reset the universe. Okay, then you reset the universe and you're done. And you, you take a 10-year break off of comic book movies. But they're not going to do that because Disney, you know, it's like, nope. Yeah, you gotta keep much money. Because, you know, Marvel and DC do that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like well, your reset universe. The, the reset's going to be interesting with DC, especially since they've got so many other... They have, they have to push out the old regimes movies and the old timeline that still make money and still get people enough when you built to care i mean because they've sold them on a multi uh, they've sold them on a shared universe so it's really hard to get them invested in a single movie if they don't feel like it's part of a shared universe yeah did you see the new poster for um uh the marvels uh yeah I guess we didn't talk about that. Online, not in person, so I didn't see if that had any credits or not. All I've seen is an online image. It looked nice. Yeah, it's colorful and nice. Um, Now, it's going to be hard to understand um, how two characters are from TV shows (laughs) and one character from a movie, how they're going to mix those stories together. Yeah, they're going to have to... uh, uh, They need to cover more material from the TV shows. And not just assume people are watching them. Yeah. Or assume somebody's going to enjoy this movie and want to go subscribe to Disney Plus. No, it's if it's anything like the audience for Quantumania that I was with, they were frustrated. Yeah. By all of a sudden being thrown stuff. Of course, most of the people there had only seen probably Avengers movies. And maybe a couple other. They were just. They were casual Marvel fans, but they were lost. Yeah. The the Marvel's posters, it's really pretty colors, but it's like, mm-hmm. it, it's such a bold thing to have Miss Marvel on the bottom, and then the Marvel that everyone knows, you know, in the middle, and then another Marvel that's in yeah, WandaVision. I think they're gonna call her. I think they're gonna call Monica Rambo Photon, maybe. She's got other names, but but yeah, having that explain those two other characters and then also do that, and it's interesting seeing um what's her name 
um, in the trailer for Fast X. Um, mm-hmm. She's like, she seems so relaxed and happy, and it's like, damn it, why can't yeah, we have that? Yeah, Brie, yeah, Brie Larson. So I'm like going, like I said, there's so many people in that trailer. If everyone gets a minute of screen time, that movie is gonna be over three hours long. Yeah, that Brie Larson looks so happy and and like just I don't know how she's acting there. She looks like she has more fun in that little moment of Fast and Furious 10 than she did in her own Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> but like I was surprised we didn't get a trailer for Miss Marvel or you know new trailer. I guess we had a new trailer for Guardians, but I it- think we didn't because they had changed the release date. And there was supposed to be a trailer for a new trailer for um. Uh, um, what's it called? Um, Little Mermaid, but apparently they stopped doing that for Super Bowl. I don't know why, but yeah. Well, all, all I saw was a, a gorgeous 3D thing trailer before Quantumania, which was nice. They said it was the best 3D of the night. It's driving me crazy too that um, I see trailers for Quantumania and like they have all the characters jumping out of the aspect ratio mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about with it with the they're like oh look at this it's kind of like 3d you gotta see mm-hmm. it in 3d and it's yeah, like yeah all the ads for 3d and i'm like going god of all the movies to promote the 3d for but yeah it's just like no very few movies play with the aspect ratio that way and they should especially 3d movies mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy it's such a rare thing and it's just like they show it in the commercials and it's like yeah that, that should be how you watch it too in the theater but they don't do that no and it's like okay um i'm glad they're advertising 3d now but still we still don't know so many things and it's like out of the blue we knew about scream i was like okay (laughs) yeah all right man it was good talking to you um bye okay bye but wait there's more we are back, but I am not with the Jake that you know or previously. We I have new Jake here, aka Jacob. So uh, let's, let's talk about Ant Man and the Wasp, Jake. All right. <laughs> and Quantumania. <laughs> In Quantumania, I'm all right. over the place right now. Um, so <laughs> I guess the first question is, how'd you like the 3D aspect of this? Uh, it was good. It wasn't the greatest, but it was fine. Okay. What scenes did you really uh, think it was really awesome in or really enjoyable in? Probably the most, my favorite one was whenever he was actually going down into the quantum realm itself. That was probably my favorite. So like uh, the scene like they're falling down. Yes. Okay. This is a spoiler cast, so you can spoil whatever you want, man. Um, if you have anything specific else, do you want to, any specific other scenes? Uh, not that I can remember. It was just a lot of darkness. <laughs> okay. So if you were reviewing it, you would give it a good rating or would you, or, or no what? Yeah, I'd say good. Okay. Now, um, me and Classic Jake disagree with you. Um, we gave it a week 3D because it just was very flat to us. Really? Yep. I watched it IMAX and it just, yeah, there's a couple layers, but it, it should be more. I, it was just kind of meh. Fair. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not the worst I've seen. I mean, I thought it was better 3D than Thor 4 or, or uh, Love and Thunder and 
even better than Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. I guess we'll get to the movie itself. Uh, what's your thoughts on the movie? It's okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> what, what's the, what score would you give it? God. Probably a 6 out of 10. Okay. Well, we agree on that. Um, we both, All of us are giving it a 6 out of 10. <laughs> what did you not like about it? Uh... It wasn't as small scale as the other two Ant-Man movies. It was like, I don't know. It wasn't as fun. Um, it, it was, there's a couple of laughs, but it wasn't as funny as I hoped it was going to be. It was, and it, it, I don't know. It just had such small stakes for the Ant-Man series, which has been just kind of individual adventures for the most part. Okay. What did you think of Kane the Conqueror? He was the best part of the movie. <laughs> okay. Do you understand the post credit scene since you haven't watched Loki or no? I actually started watching Loki. Uh, I'm about four episodes in out of six. Uh, yeah, I understood it. Okay, well, good. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Modoc? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, uh, <laughs> the I, I don't know really. Like, I'm aware of Modok. Uh, I, I really don't know what he's capable of in like in the comic books or anything like that. Except that he's kind of like a giant head with a tiny body. Uh, the CGI was just awful for whenever it was just the the head. It was just awful. Like whenever he took off the mask. I laughed in the theater every time he did it. <laughs> so do you think that was intentionally awful, or do you think it is not, um, it's like awful, awful? I think it's just awful, awful. Like, it's almost as bad as Mark Ruffalo's floating head in uh, Avengers Infinity War when he's in the Hulk suit, or the, the Iron Buster suit. So you didn't think he was a, a good organism Organism to kill? A metallic organism? <laughs> no. Have you seen the Modoc TV show? No. I've seen the trailers for it. Okay. The TV show's okay. Um, maybe a, a 6 out of 10. It has its moments, but it's just... <laughs> eh, it, it's not... I don't know. It's okay um, for what it is. Yeah. I mean, that just seems to be based strictly on comedy, though. So, I mean, versus being like a legit threat, I guess. Okay. Um, what'd you think of all the, the subtle people, the microverse? <sighs> Fine, but just written to be kind of fairly generic. Um, like, the, the only one I could remember the name of is Veb, the guy with the juice who wanted the holes. <laughs> Okay. What about the laser beam head guy? Cool, but like there's like no character there except he shot lasers from his head. And the the leader lady, she was just a like a, a lady who I I forgot her name. <laughs> so that's why I'm referred to her as a lady. Uh, 
that she seemed all right, but there's just no character development with most of the characters. And even Bill Murray's character, uh, kind of useless, didn't need to be there, honestly. But you don't care about the revolution? I, yeah, but I mean, like, even though I didn't care for the, like, Thor Ragnarok, Korg at least was a memorable character. <laughs> they didn't have a Korg. What do you think about the probability storm? Uh, it's all right. All right. Um, with other creatures, did you like the d- design of them? Yeah. Yes and no. I guess you know it just it seemed kind of too uh, strange worldy for me a little bit. Kind of like Disney is just recycling other IPs into other IPs. <laughs> it, it gave me that that strange world vibe, like especially with the Veb character. Okay. Um, what other things do you want to mention about the movie? <sighs> Man, <laughs> honestly, the movie was just so generic that it's it's uh, it's almost kind of forgettable. Even though I wrote down notes, I still forget. Like, oh, this happened here, but yeah, I mean, the the, the introduction of uh, of King the Conqueror, excellent. Jonathan Majors, this is like the first time I've seen him besides Loki and he just killed it. His performance was excellent. Okay. And, um, what do you think of, um, just having the, the one problem I had with the movie, I don't know if you did, but it seemed pretty easy for Ant-Man to grow big and just smash everything and be like, okay, uh, there we go. The future tech is not necessary. It not, you know, can, it can't sustain a giant of smashing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is like in the previous movie, when he turned giant, like in civil war, they established it when he got giant man, uh, he passed out not too long after because it exerted so much energy and they touched on it whenever his daughter, Kathy had turned uh, giant. But she was just hungry. She didn't pass out as a giant or as a you know regular sized human. She just like oh, I'm so hungry and I want citrus. And you know they just kind of played upon that instead of just I don't know. It just seemed too easy, too contrived. Now I guess um, technically compared to the other people, they're giant. But I mean, obviously they're still microscopic compared to us. Right. Yeah, they're subatomic. So. Yeah, um, I was happy to have the man at the end of the movie. Yeah, uh, I agree. What other notes do you have? Um, oh, let's see here. Um, I also just noticed how, how the, the just the the movie itself. It's like, why why was Ant Man saddled with such an important introduction? <laughs> why couldn't it just be another heist movie? And and I missed Luis and uh, Ti's character and the the other one I forget his name but I missed him. <laughs> I mean the FBI agent was there but he didn't say anything. Yeah, he didn't say a word. It, it was just that lunch and uh, the the Baskin Robbins guy had better screen time. <laughs> yeah, which the, that was kind of funny. <laughs> and also the the coffee guy is like. 
I know who you are, you're Spider-Man. And then at the end of the movie, he was like, oh, you're the little one. Your coffee's 12 bucks. <laughs> He's the bug one, yeah. <laughs> I was actually really thinking that they're going to kill off Batman in this. I don't know about you. Yeah, that's what I thought, because uh, I said to my friends at work, it's like, uh, Ant-Man is going to die, or if not Ant-Man, it's going to be uh, the OG Ant-Man, Hank Pym, maybe his wife, uh, Janet. Nope. <laughs> or the Wasp. Yes. Uh, they're probably saving that for Kang uh, Dynasty, or whatever the other one's going to be called, the other Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, now, what do you think about Wasp being in the movie, but like barely? <laughs> she was in the movie. <laughs> she she was mainly there to ask questions to be like the like they uh, dump the exposition to her, and that is not good. <laughs> she was barely there. <laughs> she uses the the tech the pim particles to help homeless people somehow. Yeah, which I I don't get, and how does it help with the you know bringing food to everywhere? Like I I don't understand that unless it, you know how they use the Back to the Future two style with the pizza where they uh, made it bigger. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess they could also make it smaller, and uh, that way they could carry it around, you know, too. Fair, but. <laughs> It's just kind of funny releasing such powerful tech into the into the world and not think of the consequences, you know, because you could easily take a pin particle and probably shrink down a nuclear bomb or a bomb of some sort and do terrorist activities. Because can a metal detector or like T- TVA or whatever, can they detect uh, bombs if it's subatomic? Who knows? <laughs> The oh. aren't answered. <laughs> yeah, that could be interesting. Like someone could literally um, shrink their accomplice, and then they put them in their nose, uh, like in the bathroom or something, and, and then they go sneeze, and then they sneeze around the metal detector, and that way that no one knows what happened. They just see someone guy sneezing, and he flies out right. there, and he has his weapons, and he gets big, and boom, he could just take care of things because he has weapons, and there you go. Right. Um, it's just like the consequences, they didn't think about that. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm glad that she's trying to help the homeless. That's good. The- <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm glad she got control of the company back, even though uh, <laughs> that was just thrown out the window. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you have anything else you want to mention or no? Uh, Marvel uh, slash Disney. Hey, make better movies. <laughs> like, just quit cranking them out so often. I'm getting so tired of it. <laughs> it's just a general complaint about the Marvel universe in general. <laughs> there's just like, there's no originality. They just seem to be taking other IPs that they've released. Like, this, this just felt like the movie Strange World, just in live action and without the father son aspect. It was just ah. So are you more or less excited for Guardians 3? I'm more excited because uh, at least based on the trailer that they showed before the movie, the 3D looked excellent. If not, the movie itself, the 3D looks amazing. 
but based on the logos, it looks like that Drax and or Rocket's going to die. Okay. Uh, and I just want to be there because I really like those characters and I, I need an emotional uh, Marvel. I haven't had an emotional Marvel movie since Endgame. Or, well, you could say No Way Home, but that one wasn't that good, <laughs> in my opinion. Okay. So the next one after that is The Marvels, which we know nothing about, <laughs> except a poster. I guess I'll have to watch the uh, Miss Marvel to get into, you know, understand Miss Marvel. But You watched WandaVision, I, I, right? I did watch WandaVision. I enjoyed WandaVision. And uh, I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which less enjoyable but man <laughs> i do i don't like captain marvel the movie <laughs> and so far she's been kind of a nothing burger as being the most powerful avenger okay all right uh i guess it's gonna be it for uh this uh additional section with uh jacob uh thank you for listening bye bye everybody oh wait there's more Hello, I'm back with another person. Hey, John. Hey, Adolf. How are you? I'm all right. So uh, we get your chance to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania. So as always, to talk about the 3D aspect first, how were your thoughts on the 3D? Well, I saw it in IMAX 3D. And as often is the case, except for everybody but James Cameron movies, they do tend to show a little darker. Um, I thought it was okay. It wasn't as good as more recent Marvel for me. I thought Dr. Strange was better. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were times in the quantum realm where things were popping. Uh, so I probably give it uh six or seven for the 3d. Um, okay. it was enjoyable. I'm glad I saw it in 3d certainly wasn't anything compared to the way of water. Um, but the showing felt, felt okay to me. Yeah, um, for me, um, I don't know if you saw my review. I'm assuming you didn't. I did not. I apologize. Okay. I was out. I was traveling the last week. That's fine. Um, so I watched it IMAX 3D as well, and I was just kind of. It just kind of felt flat to me. So it was just kind of. It's okay. I just. It's hard for me to recommend. You know, people spending their hard money and and it's like okay. yeah. It's not terrible per se. I've seen worse, but. It's for me. It was just so not existent. I, I did. I said it was weak. You know. So. Yeah, I think the challenge is like, <laughs> what is our level of like? There's the the way of water, great, and then we've seen so many bad things. I think it kind of fell right in the middle of that. You know. But um, but I'm with you. you. You definitely. It's not one of those like Avatar where hey, it it immerses you or you lose something by not seeing it in 3D. You could go to a regular screen or even watch it at home. Uh, and I think you'll get the same out of the movie, unfortunately, if you don't see it in 3D. Now, was there spoilers? So any specific spoilery scenes in 3D that you want to mention? <clears throat> um, not uh, – unfortunately, no, and maybe that's a sign of it not being that great. Um, certainly, there were moments in the quantum realm, uh, all the stuff before they got there, which wasn't a lot of the movie. They were in the quantum realm for most of it. All that stuff was pretty flat as i recall but the quantum realm had had some things but um at times i I think the darkness of that how it was shot took away from the potential of the 3d okay um i think for me i I remembered the scene um right after um 
Bill Murray came and they had like a monster and it was like biting the screen. It was like, did you notice that? Yes. Now you say that. Yeah. The one where, um, the, the, uh, the monster they were eating and they enlarged it, that one, is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. There was like this other kind of monster that it's like snout was like popping out, trying to bite you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 There was that. You're right. You're right. But still, I just, I just wanted it to be so much more depth and much more to it. Well, I I think we could say that about the 3D and the movie, maybe. I'm not sure <laughs> what your thoughts were on the movie. But uh, but I think I felt the same way about both, unfortunately. All right. Uh, let's get to the movie then. So what are your thoughts on the movie itself? Uh, much like the 3D, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't really good or even certainly not great. It just feels like missed opportunities with it. Um for whatever reason, they decided to change the formula of what kind of made, I think, the first two Ant-Man special. Um, you know, they had kind of that rom-com feel to them with a little bit of action thrown in. This kind of deviated from that. It had funny moments for sure, but it definitely didn't feel it had the same, uh, you know, the same track through the movie as those two did, even though it was the same director. And I don't know if that's because they worked so hard to set up Kang for the future of Marvel. Um, but it, it, it just seemed like missed opportunities. The story really just about him and his daughter wasp wasn't really even in it, um, which was disappointing because they showed some really cool stuff with her in the last one. If you remember the kitchen scene mm-hmm. in Ant-Man and wasp where she fought, that, that was really good. 3d was good in that too, by the way. Um, and, and wasp just seemed to really disappear in this one. It became about him and Cassie, um in even though cassie really didn't do anything suddenly she has a costume and, and has the same powers um i don't know if you ever watched the cw at all you know through the Arrowverse and all yeah. that yeah and i remember when that flash show started i really enjoyed it but pretty much once you got to like the fourth fifth season everyone had powers everyone was a superhero <laughs> it's kind of how you're starting to feel in some of these marvel movies now it's like everyone has something and it makes the people who you started with who had it they're not special anymore you know they're not they're not super anymore um so i would probably give the movie uh, a six out right. of ten for me that's where i would fall yeah i i really agree with you because you know atman um there's a reason why atman um why paul rudd became Ant-Man because, you know, he was a thief and that's what, you know, he got into that, into that role and he wanted to have that experience. And then of course, the original Hank Pym, you know, he invented the tech. So, okay. But she's just there, you know, okay. That's yeah. Uh, I want to be there too. Oh, cool. Why not? You know? And right. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I gave it a six as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of like classic Jake. I mean, I don't know how much you, uh, I mean, him and I, I think, know a little bit about, he knows a lot about comics. I know some too. And, you know, I, I was excited for them to do MODOK. Yeah. Um, you know, they changed his history. Okay. Um, but it just, uh, it, they made it too campy, I think. Um, and the visual effects looked bad with it. Um, you know, things like that just didn't add up. And then, you know, I don't know if you read the stories that came out afterwards that, that the visual effects team got short on time because they were working on Wakanda. Um, so there's all kinds of stuff that 
just it, it just seemed off uh, too many ways to make it solid. If you're a Marvel fan, I would say see it for sure. Um, especially, you know, Paul Rudd is still good. He still does the same thing, but uh, it's not a highlight in Marvel by any means. Now, um, obviously, there's a lot of you know, videos now that's out. Um, people, YouTube loves to make their theories. And there's one theory that I really like that um, I hope, you know, I'll discuss it with you since we've talked about this movie a bunch of times already for, with everyone else. But I haven't had anyone else talk about this theory. Um, now, the, the, my idea, or that their idea, um, is that when they came out of the Quantum Realm, they're not in their universe anymore. And they don't know it until the cake scene. And it's just slightly different. And you're like, oh, this is how they make cake is bad. And, you know, there's like a, a it's a simulation made by Kang to basically have Ant-Man and the Wasp and all of them out of the picture to just have them. And the whole thing is a simulation. Like he, you could see someone did a video and the video had um, the same actors walking behind him and it just had an eerie feeling. And the, he was like really questioning, did it, it did really end this way? So if that is the case, I think that would be really cool. But I don't know if it is. But what do you think of that idea? Yeah, it's not one I've read and not never thought of, but I really like it. I, I actually might like the movie more if they did that. Um, yeah, now whether it's in a simulation or it's just another Earth. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, <clears throat> like the multiple ones you saw in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really cool. And I would think Kang would be able to control all of that for certain. So that that would be a really good idea. Um, I guess what I wouldn't understand is why Ant-Man would be such a threat to him. Is it because he can transfer in and out of the quantum realm? I'm not sure. But I, yeah, I like the idea. That would be great. So because um, I noticed in there that there's like a picture of Ant-Man and like it looked like he was uh, like a graffiti in the wall and that graffiti looked like he's like dead. And people were kind of shocked to see him. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe – you know, another option that could be that instead of going back to their time, they went to like a year after the blip or a couple immediately after the blip. So that way, people don't know what's going on with that man, and they're, they're he's lost, and they're surprised to see him because he's supposed to be gone. That would be even more interesting too if he's lost in time, because he, you know maybe he is in the same same universe, but he's just you know. They were in the quantum realm for a while, and he was in the quantum realm a while before and uh, during Endgame. So that would be really cool. That would be pretty, you know, that could have been the great shock at the end that would have been, oh, awesome. And, you know, yeah, that could have been the way to make this to turn it around. I don't know if there's, I, I assume Marvel's quite clever, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, and they could easily tie it in with Doctor Strange then because in that end credit scene in that movie, remember Charlie's throne showed up, took him for whatever reason, but didn't he leave the – he went into the multiverse or some other multiverse in that end credit scene. So that could easily be tied in if they were doing something with Ant-Man. So it, it would be cool. I, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I don't know if – you know, Guardians, I haven't seen anything from Guardians that makes it look like it's tied in to any of this stuff. It just seems like they're tying up all the loose ends and, and shutting that series down, uh, especially with James Gunn being gone now from Marvel. 
So you're going to what? wait until November, I guess, for Marvels that there could be any tie-in with it? Yeah, and then Marvel's going to have to tie into itself because it has to, you know, catch people up for Miss Marvel and people that didn't watch WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, and, and are you going to, you know, to know what's going on in Loki Season 2, are you going to have to know Ant-Man? Um, or is it, you know, it's, yeah, I, they're getting into a dangerous place where you almost have to know, watch too much to know what's going on. That's, you know, if that first season or uh, phase or two of Marvel, you know, they did a really good job of having enclosed stories that you could enjoy, but they would put stuff in, but you didn't need to know it um, for previous movies. And they certainly didn't have to worry about TV shows then. It's almost too much now to some degree. I mean, they did have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that, and they did connect at first. And then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, they know. did. You're right. <laughs> I don't know if you watched the whole of that or not. I did not. No, no. I, 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 I might have gotten two seasons. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I was disappointed that – I mean, I liked the character, but I was disappointed that um, Agent uh, – oh, I can't think of his Coulson. name. Yeah, Coulson. I, I was disappointed how they made him alive again. Um, I liked that he made the sacrifice in the in Avengers. Um, so uh, even though I liked the character, I thought it was the right move. So yeah, it, it just keeps going crazier and crazier each season, and like the you know introduce um, Inhumans kind of and, and introduce just there's different kinds of ideas and it just like doesn't connect at all with anything else that's happening in the movies or not directly, you know, there's like, Oh yeah. You know, Dr. Mr. Colson gave him the helicopter carrier or, or something. What, you know, didn't it's they, just, <laughs> yeah. It's something, didn't they bring in ghost rider at some point. Yeah. Ghost rider is cool. Is it? Okay. I didn't, I don't even think I ever saw it, but I know I read about it. And then like the second to last season, they go into an alternate future and then the last season, they're time traveling. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I had no idea that's what they did. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so you could basically just say that they just went off to their own little universe and it just didn't connect because, you know, there's so many plot threads that do not attach to anything in the MCU. So, yeah. uh, you know, people, it's it's one of those things you lose or you, you can't win either way because if you have too loose of a narrative on TV, you can do whatever you want then it's hard to connect that to the, the movies, but you don't want to assume everyone watches all the shows, all the, you know, movies. Right, right, so, right, right. you know, people that don't watch everything, they're going to be confused, and maybe, you know, it's, it's easier to watch all the movies than it is to watch all the TV shows and all the movies, because obviously it costs, you know, 10 bucks a month or whatever to get um, Disney Plus and to watch the shows, and people don't have time for to watch all these shows, so... It's it's hard, you know. It is. It is. Yeah. What was there something specific that you really enjoyed in Ant Man, Quantum Um, it was just all good. Uh, it was not like I I really liked uh, Kang. I think Kang is a standout. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Yep. And I liked that they did try to destroy him, and once they learned about you know the empathetic. A chair or whatever. Okay, cool. But that's a good plot device to explain why he's evil, you know. But yeah, um, that she tried to stop him. Okay, I like that. Um, I like that. The, yeah. No, I I I agree with you a hundred percent. I think you know Mar one of Marvel's greatest challenges is being having good villains. 
you know, like besides Thanos, they usually struggle to have a solid villain. And I thought this was one of the movies that did. Um, I, I thought I thought how he was portrayed was was really good. I really enjoyed Kang in, in this one. So the Council of Kings, what do you think is going to happen to that? I, I I don't know. I mean, it was very cool to see, and I love the idea, but I just don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, I guess you know, are they? Be, is it true? Like, did they send this one away because he was too bad? Or was that just something he said? I'm still not clear if that what the reality really is with that. Yeah, and from what I hear from Marvel, they like have a they do have a big plan, but they also have wiggle room in their movies. So if people really, really, really hate something, they can change it later on. Like the Mandalorian, not the Mandalorian, the um, Mongolian, not Mongolian. What was it called? The the bad guy in Iron Man three, Mandarin, Mandarin. Yeah, man. Yeah, the orange, right? No, you're right. It's Iron Man three. They they kind of changed it up to to get it back to kind of people were so mad about that in Iron Man three that they fixed it a little bit in Shang Chi, um, in that story. But um, the Mandarin, the Mandarin, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Jonathan Majors as Kang was just unbelievable. I thought he was really good. Yeah. Um... The, the, I, I did appreciate that they explained how the creatures can talk English, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, as gross as it was, it was kind of cool how they did that. Yeah. I, I did like the – and I know there's been some people talking about it being more of like um, – kind of like a Star Wars. Like it had the cantina scene and that kind of stuff. But I did like that they had a lot of original, original creatures and things like that. And I, and I don't know – how many of those that were there were pulled direct from the comics. Um, but there was a lot of different things to look at that I thought there was a lot of unique ideas there, um, which was kind of cool, which is yeah. one of the upsides for me. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like they probably could have toned down the amount of characters because you have like hundreds of things there. Yeah, right. You couldn't keep track of people, yeah. And it's like, okay, you have the Star Trek kind of thing where that looks like a human but with different ridges on his forehead, you know? <laughs> yep. Right, yeah. Um, so yeah, is it Ro- is it Romulan or is it uh, Vulcan? Right? Yeah, they're just slightly different. You know, back in the old school days, they had a helmet difference, but yeah, <laughs> they were the same. But yeah, um, but yeah, I kind of feel like so many they could have just gone super. They did have a lot of crazy ideas there, but they could have gone even further and just have you know multiple armed creatures, multiple leg creatures, spider creatures. You know, maybe have more insects or something. Um, and I, I still don't know, are these creatures, did they get shrunk or are they always been this big? Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know. There wasn't any, um, you know, cause so like when, when Scott went large, is he like regular human size then, or is he still like even super small? You know, there's no, there was like no scale then one, as soon as they went to the quantum realm, the scale was kind of gone. Right. So yeah. you really don't know. Yeah. I mean, you really can't. When you're beyond the tininess of atoms, <laughs> it's kind of like I can't even my mind can't even scope that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you can't you can't even uh, fathom it, so you don't know what the hell's going on, right? Yeah, um, it, it was you know it had some fun there. I think people are kind of jumping onto it and really hating it because it disappointed them, and you know not everything has to be great. It's fine. You can have some sixes. Yeah. And I do, you know, I think there's, you know, you see it in sports a lot too, where when somebody wins all the time, people hate them. 
you know, or hate the team. And uh, I think Marvel's kind of gone that way. Like they were so good for so long, could almost do no wrong. People just started to like dislike them. And, you know, every, every movie can't be Endgame. Uh, it can't be Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, you just you just can't do that. I mean, I, I love Shang-Chi. That's one of my favorite Marvel movies. I just I just think it's a blast. It's It's got great action scenes. You know, it's got some uh, fantasy elements. Um, I love the the Asian culture parts of it. It's just, it's just neat. And even that, even though it performed okay, even that movie got dumped on by people. I just don't understand it. It's almost like... If you don't have this big crossover super event every time, um, people just dump on it. So uh, I, I don't understand that, but uh, I think there were I think there are good things, but I think there were missed opportunities as well with this one. Yeah, especially you know he's now big; he can now destroy the the palace that he lives in. Okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, and like the whole <laughs> the one thing I did I have to say I didn't like when he's like stomping through and is like. You know, you didn't keep your word. Give get. You know, where is Cassie? And I'm like, well, why would you think he was keeping his word? He's a bad guy. Like, I never yeah. thought he was going to keep his word. Why would you ever? Why would you ever think that? So yeah. some of that writing was was a little off for me. But yeah, I I wish they would have. You know, the whole weird stuff with the probability storm. They could have played more into that and have more weird shit like that <laughs> happening. Yeah, right. Yeah, like other than the Baskin Robbins, Paul Rudd, there really wasn't any weird ones, right? It was he was all just Ant Man the whole time, I think, right? Well, yeah, but like I'm just saying, they did mention that the rules of uh, science don't work the same. It's like okay, oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have one scene, cool, but you could have multiple ideas that are playing around. You could have, you know. And they kind of play with it with like a sun creature, but still you could have like different gravity and different. Yeah, right. So I felt like they touched on that with the Chrono Realm, but like they could have gone further. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to go crazy, go crazy. So yeah, yeah, it, it was fine. I mean, I do like how he was like being a celebrity and stuff and, you know, being a, a just that line about, you know, the kids, you know. You know, you could grow up to be like me. It's like, oh, that's, that's yeah. corny, but good. Yeah, when he was reading the when he was reading his book in the library, that was pretty good. Um, I did miss his friends, though, right? Like, weren't they a great part of the first two movies? Yeah. Um, I, like, uh, I would have liked to seen them, but I guess I don't know, too much stuff to do. I don't know. I mean, Luis could be the great way to have every time previously on, and just have Luis do that. For, forever <laughs> right yeah i mean it, it, that same way they have they go through the story and have uh people talking in other people's voices i mean that that's i don't know i, I see an anime movie i just want to see that i love that part but yeah that's if you want to connect the tv shows and all right just have luis do the recap <laughs> that would be great yeah and that way okay you know i, I didn't watch one division but luis does a one minute you know recap okay cool and that way you know you know what's going on, or if you if you don't want to have Luis there because you don't you know want to know, you can have the Watcher have it, you know, and the Watcher yeah. could you know explain things, and that makes sense in canon, you know, whatever you want to do. But yeah, you know, I watched um, Ant Man and Wasp in 3D at home like the weekend before, I think, and uh, you know, I realized I forgot how much I enjoyed it. It's just it's a fun movie. Uh, it's definitely the same formula as the first one. But it works. There's some great action scenes in San Francisco and stuff, and 
there's good humor. Luis and the guys are there. Um, there's just some good stuff with it. Uh, but this, this one just really steered away from, from the formula of the first two. And I think maybe in retrospect, that probably was a mistake. And not having Ghost, I think Ghost could have been really helpful. Yeah, and I watching that, I've maybe seen that movie now a handful of times in, from start to finish. Uh, I, I do like that character. That, that movie's better than the first time I saw it, I think, um, that second one. Yeah, and as much as it sounds terrible to say, if they would have killed off some of the characters, I think it would have been more impactful. Yeah, I, well, I did think at least some, at least one person was going to have to die uh, on this one to give it any weight, but they didn't do that, and I think that was a mistake. Probably, I'm not sure who it should have been. Probably Michael Douglas, just because he's the oldest on the in the group. I'm not sure how you can keep bringing him back, um, but it, it would have been nice to see someone make a sacrifice or something like that. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think it'd be mean, but like I, I think I said this before in the previous part of this podcast, um, that if you actually would have seen King kill Lassie, or not Lassie, but uh, Canny, or what it called, the, the girl. Cassie, Cassie, Cassie. And, like, you know, do the whole time thing like uh, Danos did with, you know, undoing time and going back and forth and just showing her die multiple times. It would have been yeah. really dark, but it would have been like, okay, this is how powerful mm-hmm. I am. And I could do this all day. And you're like, yeah. oh, wow, that's scary. But he, he just said it. Yeah. But seeing that would have been really hard to see, but it wouldn't really have been impactful. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that would have been the way to go. I so, think it would have been. Yeah, I guess maybe they, they, they wimped out and didn't try to, you know, be stronger and have some people ca- killed off. I mean, you know, if Ant-Man would have died, you know, Cassie would have been the new Ant-Man and have a reason to avenge, you know, her father and, you know, it's just all these different kinds of ways you could play it out in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you could write out some of the characters to make it easier not have everybody there. <laughs> so uh, They could have gone with less. I mean, it's always easy to Monday morning quarterback it, but um, I guess uh, Marvel's their own worst enemy in that they've set such a high standard for the last what decade, you know, there aren't, there aren't that many misses. Even the ones that aren't the best, aren't bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I see some people putting this at the bottom of all the Marvel movies and I'm like, that's, that's a little harsh for me. It's, it's not in the, I don't even know if it's in my bottom five, probably not. Um, I mean, I would have liked more ants. I I was happy that there was ants. I was worried that they're not going to have ants in the movie. Yeah, that that part was pretty cool. They just come through. I mean, they basically save the day, right? Yeah. Without that, without them, it's over. But so, then, yeah, it was good. they're supposed to be super smart, but they don't do anything super smart besides no. tech on them. <laughs> right, they don't at all. They're like Borg ants, but they're not actually Borg. <laughs> they're just yeah. You know. was, was he was he he wasn't controlling them, right? He could just communicate with them. Yeah, just communicating. So okay, yeah. Before he was controlling them, but now he j- they're you know equals or whatever. But they want to fight him, and yeah. But yeah, that was kind of underdone too. It's like okay, cool. I appreciate that they kind of explained it, but why didn't the ants just tear him apart? They have pinchers. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, man. Yeah, I mean, and it was a short movie. I think it was only two hours, right? So it wasn't. It wasn't like it was stretched out, although. Although you could feel the length at, at moments, it, it felt slow. But yeah, and there's multiple endings that kind of piss me off. It's like okay, it, it just yeah, tone sh- uh, shifts was a big thing for me. Where it's like super dark and then super funny, and uh, yeah. 
Well, and the other thing, like why? So they were building up at the like the what the first third, I guess, for um, uh, 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 Michelle Pfeiffer. You know that she she knew this guy. They're going to go see him. All this stuff. You're wondering who, wondering who is. Then it's Bill Murray. So it kind of loses its legit. You know, it kind of loses its tenseness as soon as you see him. Then you find out, oh, she had this relationship with him. She was sleeping with him, all this stuff. And it just goes nowhere, and he he dies. He's gone. Yeah. Like, why get why get Bill Murray for that little bit of a scene? I'm not sure why you wouldn't try to use him more, unless then, that's all he would do. And then, you know, he still looks human, just, you know, different dress, and okay. Yeah, right. I guess Bill Murray doesn't want to have all this makeup or whatever, prosthetics, but still, you know. No, yeah, you you would. I mean, if you're going to come back to do Ghostbusters Afterlife, you think you'd put <laughs> you'd, you'd be willing to put more time into the Marvel movie. So, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah. All right, man. Anything else you want to say? Or you're good. No, no, I'm good. I appreciate the time to be able to talk about it. Hopefully, hopefully, people will go out and give it a try. Like you said, I think it's worth going to see. Um, hopefully, it'll have a, a bigger uh, impact on future Marvel. Um, so, uh, yeah, give it give it a try. All right, bye. See ya. But wait, there's more. Orbin time can happen anytime. <laughs> Before this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Kano3D, MK Ultra, Kevin Winter, Alex Folk, and Gravity Head Zero for your financial support on Patreon.com. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Take care. Bye. But wait, there's more.